This is Stephanie, and this is the Mocha Minutes Podcast. Hey guys, before we get into the episode, I just wanted to let you know about something that's a little new here at the Mocha Minutes Podcast. We are now participating in Buy Me a Coffee. So, If you haven't heard, buymeacoffee.com is a place where you can show some um, support and some love monetarily to some of your favorite content creators. That includes me. (laughs) Um, So it's in the increments of either a dollar, three dollars or five dollars. And you can do as many as you would like. Um, So I just wanted to let you guys know would love, love, love some support. So if you would go to buymeacoffee.com a coffee.com backslash mocha minutes. I would greatly appreciate it. It will also be in the show notes. Okay, here we go. First, where there's nothing but a slow glowing dream that your fear seems to hide deep inside your mind. All alone I have cried, silent tears full of pride. In a world made of steel, made of stone. Well, I hear the music, close my eyes, feel the rhythm. Wrap around, take a hold of my heart. What a feeling, beings believing. I can't take it all, now I'm dancing for my life. Take your passion. And make it happen. Pictures come alive. You can dance right through your life. Hello. Welcome to the Mocha Minutes Podcast. I am Stephanie. Thank you so much for joining me. Today's A Worm was brought to you by Irene Cara. Um, Irene Cara tragically passed away this week. Um. She was 63. So her publicist is actually who put the notice out. And she said something so real. This is part of the job that I hate. Um, As a publicist, she probably has a very intimate relationship with uh, a lot of her clients. And so an untimely passing is something you probably don't want to pass along to anybody. Uh, Her publicist also mentioned that... Um, she had projects that were in the works. Maybe some of them had been done, um, had been completed, I should say. So hopefully we get to see it. But I think that's the part of it where you can't give the people the flowers because they're not here. But she can still celebrate them, right? So rest in peace to Irene Kara. Love to her family as they are mourning her. Uh, Welcome back to the show, everybody. It is the week after Thanksgiving. I hope all of you had a wonderful Thanksgiving. I hope 
all of you rested and did what you wanted to do on Thanksgiving. I think that's probably the biggest thing I wanted to say. Um, Hopefully you got to do what you wanted to do. Hopefully you got to spend time with loved ones or just spend if you wanted to spend time by yourself. I hope you got to do that. I hope you got to do exactly what you wanted to do on the holiday. So, hmm. For me, this was a different holiday. And for a lot of other people, it probably was too. When you lose someone and you will be grieving them. And I am definitely under the impression that I will be mourning my dad basically. Oh, sorry. Basically, my whole life. I'll be for the rest of my life I'll be mourning him because I'm gonna miss him. There's not gonna be a day that I'm not going to. There's gonna be days that are easier, but it's not gonna be a day where it's like I'm not gonna miss him. I don't think it's been a day since he's passed that I haven't been like, Oh I don't miss him. That's a lie. I'm never I'm probably never going to feel that way. I'm always going to miss him. Uh, so as you can hear, you don't hear any other voices because today I'm solo dolo. Solo dolo is such a strange way to say I am like doing this solo. But also I like saying solo dolo. It's so weird when I think about it actually. Um, I like saying I'm solo dolo. I don't know why I'm saying it like that, but I am. Um, so just wanted to come here and sound like I sound like Rodney the voice and run my mouth for a little bit. Uh, <laughs> uh, so let's do some hot top shall we won't now I sound like a pasta won't be before you for so long but want to be for before you for a little bit so let's start a little bit low key low key Portia Williams got married this weekend <laughs> I don't want to say low key Portia got married this weekend Portia Williams married Simon Gabadia this weekend and they had not one ceremonies but two and the fashions child child i love it um so they had traditional african ceremony and then they had um their Amer- their american ceremony um the next day both ceremonies were here in um in america both in one but he but they had a um traditional african ceremony and then an american ceremony i think the most interesting thing about it is that um Portia asked for the guests to be unplugged. Basically, it wasn't a lot of pictures during the ceremony for social media. I think it's probably at most if you saw people taking pictures and videos. Um, it was either before they got into the reception or while they're traveling to and from or if they're arriving to the ceremony. So either one of those. Um, that's probably where you saw a lot of the photos. I will maintain and I can always maintain this Portia Williams now Portia Gabadia um she is one of the most stunning housewives ever she looked beautiful on her wedding day she oh my goodness she looked fantastic I I will say that um I mean she definitely looked wonderful uh there was a lot of of course because she is still affiliated with Bravo she is never going to not have a tie. So you knew there were some Bravo celebrities um, that were going to be there. Excuse me. Most notably, uh, excuse me, because she had two different uh, ceremonies. I'm saying uh, a lot. 
Sorry about that, y'all. Uh, I feel so out of touch. I'm like, I'm saying uh and um and er and eep op orp a lot, but not really, not really. So, of course, you saw her co-star from the Bravo um, chat room. Giselle was there. Carlos King was also there. Uh, you had a few Real Housewives of Miami. You saw Alexia and Marisol. Uh, Monique Samuels was at the African ceremony. She was not at the American ceremony. Candace Dillard Bassett was at the American ceremony. It's funny whenever I think about that and I say it out loud. Miss Quad, Miss Quad was there. Definitely had, she had beautiful bridesmaids. So she had Shamia, her sister. Uh, I believe Yandy Smith is also one of her bridesmaids. Not bridesmaids, but bridesmaids. So that she looked honestly beautiful. She looked stunning. Okay. Um, so for hers, she had several different wardrobe changes. She had about eight uh, dresses for the American ceremony. Her African attire was beautiful. So here's the thing. Um, it's, it's, it's going to be funny when I say this in the African ceremony, they had, um, is very African traditional in the American ceremony, Simon dressed up in military regalia. And the first thing you're going to say is he was in the military. The answer to that question is no, he was not. But they looked very, very cute. I mean, I'm not even going to, I'm not even going to like stop there, but um, they, she looked beautiful. So Portia had, and this, and that's the thing, people also had the exclusive kind I'm like, shout out to Dave Quinn, but Dave Quinn did not write this, but you know, I, I'm surprised he didn't, but I'm also not surprised he didn't. Because, you know, it's kind of like everybody gets the different assignments. But, uh, yeah. So, she had four wedding dresses. Stunning. You know, be- Belle of the Ball. I will tell you that it gives very much I'm the Belle of the Ball. And I absolutely love, 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 love it. Um, so, she had four wedding dresses. And then she had three uh, other de- dresses. So, she, she had three changes for... Um, the African ceremony. She had a red dress that everybody's seen. She had a pink dress and she had a blue dress. Um, I will say this picture of her and Simon in the blue, fantastic. So she had three for her African ceremony and four for her American. So she had seven wedding dresses and she looked beautiful. Also, little Miss Pilar, stunning. Just a such such a doll baby. Um, everyone looked wonderful. Her mom, uh, Mama Diane, dirty Diana. She looked amazing. She is not dirty. I love Diane. Um, she looked stunning. It was a lot of oh my goodness, oh my goodness, oh my goodness. Um, she just looked stunning. She re- she truly did. Um, the other person that was in attendance that I was surprised and not surprised at was one Candy, two Nini. Uh, and according to Candy, her and Nini hugged child. He, you know, they, I think she said they shook hands. Um, it's, it's so funny when I'm looking on Twitter at Andy's, you know, the, um, the background photo you can have at your, at the top of your Twitter, uh, profile, the picture that he chose was from, and I know, I believe this is from his baby shower and Nini most notably is in this photo. 
I kind of like it. Um, hopefully the whispers are a little bit true that Nene basically could come back and we might get her back. I'm very, very excited. I hope we do. So love and light to the Gabadias. I'm sorry. This, that should not be funny, but it kind of is. It is and it's not. Okay. So what else in Hot Tops? So Kanye West and oh, and uh, the future lawyer, Kim Kardashian, or she, I mean, she passed the bar, so she should be one. Um, so they have settled this and Kanye is ordered to pay $200,000 a month in child support. They had a a prenup, so there is there's no spousal support, and they basically split up. Um, they they basically split up their assets, so there's that. And I've seen a lot of people that were um, coming up and saying that's way too much money. I'm like, so first thing, this man is pur- purported to be a billionaire. I think he may be down to a. Um, half a billionaire but still it's he he has the money so because of the tax bracket and the lifestyle that he they are becoming have become accustomed to and are going by um the his assets that is why two hundred thousand dollars is really not a lot of money i'm sorry it is a lot of money but it's like it's reasonable when you think about it so there's that. We're going to be moving on, moving on, moving on, moving on. Um, but yeah, that's starting to get uh, settled. Um, now there, and this is medium, and I'm going to say this by saying that this is all alleged, but there is a whisper going around about one of my favorite um, contestants from RuPaul's Drag Race, uh, Shangela. Apparently, there is a, someone has made an accusation um, that he essayed a person. So, um, let me just say this. This is still alleged. This is not true. I believe Shangela has not responded to this. And so I will be kind of, um, this is from the person, I'm not going to give you the person's IG, but this is the person that is accusing um, Shangela of graping him. Shout out to TikTok because I say grape. So this is what the caption reads. I was graped by DJ after the episode rap party during a HBO series. I was filming in Ruston, Louisiana, the night of the rap party. I was invited by Shangela to ride to the bar with her where we met other members of the cast and crew. Once we arrived, Shangela brought me a drink. I told her I didn't drink, and she said that I, she already bought it, so, I, so to just have one. So I did. Not long after, she brought by shots for a large group of crew members, and she brings me one too. She te- again tells me to take the drink. Not wanting to disappoint one of the stars slash producers of the show, I again take the drink. This happened multiple times throughout the hour or two I was there. I wasn't long, it wasn't long before I started, I was feeling wasted. Next thing I knew, Sangela tells me that I need to come back to her room to help her pack for her flight the next day. This didn't seem weird at all because I had been tasked to help the cast with whatever I could. So we piled into her shuttle van and headed back to her room. By the time we got to her hotel, 
I was feeling pretty bad. We got up to her room and I almost immediately start to think, to feel like I'm going to puke. I ran to her bathroom and puked in her toilet. I was super embarrassed, but he came in and started rubbing my back and acting like a friend. I was still embarrassed, but he felt like a friend at that point. Shangela then tells me I can lay in her bed until I feel better. Since the cast hotel was different than the crew hotel and I didn't feel much like moving, I accepted. I remember crashing face first into her king bed, face buried in the cold pillow. Then I guess I passed out. I woke up to DJ on top of me, rubbing his penis on my butthole. I said no. He then got real aggressive and told me that he knew he know I wanted it and that I was going to take it. He held me down and graped me. I tried to fight him off, but I was in no condition to fight him. I just laid there and took it. I guess I feel, fell asleep after because I woke up to DJ pulling his bags out the room to catch his flight. He tells me I can stay in the room till checkout. I laid there trying to figure out what had just happened to me, and I realized I was dra- I was just graped. Hashtag rape. Uh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry about that, y'all. Hashtag me too. So, I will maintain that this is all alleged. And I don't believe that Shandela has responded to this. This is the part of basically believing victims that you have to just sit in. And we all have to sit in on this. Where we're just like, I'm just going to believe the victim until I have a reason not to. There's a so on one hand it's like I believe victims on the other hand I hope what he is alleging is not true um I don't know if it is or not and I will maintain that I just hope that it's not and I feel like that is fair for you to say especially with someone that you like or know or love or admire or a combination of all of those things you would um just go I hope it's not true I really really do um, but it takes a lot to come forward and tell people about these things happening, especially when it's somebody that people like. And I think we don't give enough grace to victims or people who will talk about it, because let's be very clear. This could be true and no one's going to go still. You're just trying to hurt this person. Um and other people can be disappointed that if this is true and disappointed in Shangela, I think all of those are valid and I can understand all of them, but love and light to this victim and love and light to Shangela. Um, cause again, you don't want it to be true. Okay. So low key, low key, we're still in low key. Apparently Houston was on a boil water, um, advisory over the past oh after thanksgiving weekend i think it lasted um about a day or so the other thing was um it went they the city went to advisory in the morning and a lot of residents of houston did not get notified until that night so basically um when you have when you're under a boil um advisory that means you are not to ingest the water and so imagine um you have literally showered, brushed your teeth, maybe cooked with or just drank the water out of your tap and nobody told you this. And so the reason that they had it was just maybe the levels. At, it was the levels of a, a water treatment plant and it went uh, dipped a little bit lower than it needs to. And that's why they did it. It did it as a precaution. 
Um, cause hindsight, um, not hindsight, but the, the water could just be fine, but because it went to a certain level, they had to let people know and they had to, uh, just take precautions. This is basically a precautionary measure and it seems like everybody is back off. Um, <laughs> oh boy. Um, people are back. To, I think the kids had one day off cause they, you know, they canceled school on Monday and I think the kids are, they're back in school and I think the advisory has been lifted. So hopefully no one gets sick. It doesn't sound like it's a Sorry, it's, it's basically over, um, over from the advisory. So next thing, (laughs) I'm sorry. It's funny when I think about, um, sometimes I like, you know, when you're on like social media and you scroll things, I just, mm, mm, mm. I, I don't know what to say. Uh, yeah, so I will say this. Um, it's very interesting when I heard that people who lived in Houston were not notified. I knew about the boiling water advisory and I live in Maryland. People who actually lived in the city and may not be on Twitter, may not be on social media, may not have the internet. They didn't know. And I think they kind of like sent out a, maybe a notification but still, it was just a lot of people really just didn't know. It's like, oh my gosh, I I didn't know that people didn't know. So, okay, next next topic. Let's go a little bit McKee, shall we? <laughs> I don't know why I keep. Yeah, that whole $200,000 thing is just very, yeah. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> um, it's what happens when you read and Lord have mercy. Uh, so this is a podcast you're listening to. A lot of people um, have been going to the podcast, starting the podcast. And so... Will Smith is going has I think recorded an episode of the all the all the smoke podcast. It's also a YouTube show that's hosted by two um, retired uh, basketball players. Will Smith is going to be one of their um, <laughs> Will Smith is going to be a guest on one of their future episodes. And shout out to Naima on Twitter or Naima. I feel like I see her name written and I don't think I've ever heard it said. Um, but, you know, it's kind of like it just came out a few hours ago that Will Smith is going to be all in the smoke. And she says something that I just <laughs> I think is very poignant. Side note, when y'all are ready to talk about how Gen X and older millennials grew up with Bugs Bunny slapping a ninja several times as a show as entertainment, tag me in. Because, yeah, um, this is this is funny thing about the whole slap of it all. I can understand how something could happen and not agree with it. Cause let's be very clear. If I was Will Smith, me and Chris Rock would have met up at a party at after party, but here's the thing. And I don't think a lot of people give this credence. 
he still could have slapped Chris Chris Rock at a after party and people will still say he's overreacting essentially but I think it was a little bit more woo, when you saw it in your face because we're also watching the Oscars because flat out thought it was a skit the first time I saw it I'm not even going to um I'm not <laughs> I'm not even going to like backtrack that with that I'm like no I can understand how it happened and give sympathy and empathy to um will in that moment and also to chris rock because i think his reaction is probably why i was like oh i think it's a skit uh because he's like oh what's happening because the thing about it is it's like gotta give sympathy to somebody who literally got slapped on national television and it's like he doesn't have to be gracious he has doesn't have to accept his apology i in some ways i kind of understand why he doesn't you know, um, but still, it's like everybody in this situation can get something empty, but I'm not going to sit in judgment of Will Smith because I quite frankly don't know what I would do. I mean, I have an idea of what I would do, but the other part of me is like, yeah, I'm not sure what I would do, but yeah, there's that. Um, so something else. So maybe I should say mid, this is mid key and this is, you know, from the timeline. So a young man, um, so I have two different, three different things from the, um, from the timeline. The first is a man who says that he is young, rich, and African put up a post that had a snapshot of his receipt. Now, apparently this man went to Ruth Chris. Actually, no, I'm sorry. He didn't go to Ruth Chris. He just went to a very expensive restaurant after Thanksgiving. Girl, oh my God, not Aristotle Investments, child. But um, he put up a thread of this with the snapshot of the, uh, of the receipt that the total bill was four oh three seventy. He um, put a tip in of $50 flat, which... I'm now looking at his math. It should be four fifty three seventy, but he marked it four fifty seventy, and I'm sitting here like, don't say you do like Aristotle investments. Don't say you do the math, okay? Don't say it. Um, so here's his thread. The real reason young and played. Oh, I'm sorry, he didn't say young, rich, and African. I put that in my head. He's just young, and young black and rich <clears throat> the reason young and paid and black men wear jewelry is because if we don't everywhere we go we get treated like we can't afford our meals cars or homes didn't wear a rolex or diamond chain and the girl purposely leaving stuff off because she feared i couldn't afford it it happens more often than you think i spend about 150 to 300 plus every time i go out to eat with my wife we wear the expensive stuff pull up in expensive cars we get treated better now we're a bit more modest and back to normal profiling Profiling we go, dot, dot, dot. I get it. I definitely don't look like I'm paid being young and black, and I don't expect people to know who I am. I ain't that egotistical, but it does humble me to know, dot, dot, dot. No matter what, I get viewed the same, LOL. Jay-Z said it best. Light, rich, like light, dark, rich, poor. Still nigga. Song, the story of OJ. P.S. I usually tip everyone 100 plus no matter what. Okay, girl. But I left fifty dollars for profiling me and being a block, and being a block. I am not mispronouncing. He wrote block. 
black woman at that. Believe it or not, that's who profiles us, our own people, and they'll serve everyone else with a smile on their face. It's sad but true. I get it. Aristotle, black people don't tip for real, for real. You ne- you never been a server before. You get too much money. To sp- you got too much money. Speak on this. Just be happy you're paid. I did work at McDonald's, Walmart, and did military for six years, so I know a little something about the struggle. No matter what, though, I treat everyone with respect. It ain't about the money. It ain't about what I stood for as me. What stood what I stood for as me. Yeah, he wrote this just like this. Your legacy is everyone you come in contact with. I vow and try my hardest to leave good impressions on the people who met me in person. I don't care if you don't like me from a distance, but the last thing I want you to say was that I was rude and disrespectful or profiled you, made you feel uncomfortable. You can hate all day when we leave, but you can't say I was a bad individual to you and when we met. All facts. Now, this man, again, I just told you that his bill came up to 403.70. He tipped $50. It should have been 453, but he did 450 because he can't do math. So here's the thing. You did this as you were a snap, doing a snapshot of a credit card receipt that showed that you were approved. Apparently she took things off here and there. And let me just, he said it was a block. He meant black. Um, the service name is on there. So when I, so here's the thing about that. You want to say that she hurt you. Um, by taking food off, like taking things off. Maybe she copped you like a drink or an app or a side. Because you're going to a um, sounds like you went to probably a very high end steakhouse, steakhouse or a restaurant or a um, seafood uh, restaurant. So a few of them like to do family style apps. So maybe that's what happened. It's family style sides as well. So you mean to tell me you want to get up on this internet and say she took that stuff off because you can't you couldn't afford it, sir? Your bill is four hundred dollars. Whatever money she saved you, I think at most probably between $25 to $41. I'm going to give you $1 like this is like the price is right. Um, you literally are going to sit here and say she did that because she didn't think I could afford it. Sir, again, your pro, your bill was $403 and the the card was approved. Your payment went through. She didn't profile you, sir. You want to get in on here and flex like, see, I can spend for I spend all this money on going out to eat. Girl, we don't care. Because one, this black woman is literally minding her black ass business somewhere. So, um, let's, uh, so let's go back because apparently somebody by the name of Kakali Sensei responded to this thread and said, and it's in all caps, so you know, when you put things all caps, it means you're yelling. <clears throat> wow, come on, bro, really? I was working with Ashanti that day. You ain't have all this energy when you was at our restaurant. You could have spoke to her directly about how you felt. Also, sir, we gave you your drinks for free because she messed up your original order. Clout is real. Yeah, that's the other part. So, I am also, I am an adult. I'm someone who um spends the ducats on food if I can afford it. Also, I've been in restaurants where they have literally screwed up my order 
either I've ordered a steak a certain way and it did not come that way. Um, my item was burnt or it wasn't tasty or just like something happened, right? Or my order was completely wrong. Uh, usually good managers will cop you a drink, get you an app, get you a dessert or take money off your bill. That happens all the time. I'm going to start again with your bill was 400 fucking dollars. Um, yeah, so essentially you're saying she took off stuff because I couldn't afford it. No, she did that because that's proper management. If they screw up your order, they'll just like cop, cop the drinks or get them like a, a app, get them a dessert. I've actually had um, managers give me dessert to go or said, you know what, I'll do you want to order it? Like, especially if my food is completely wrong. Do you want to order something else? It's on me. This happens all the time. So you came to the you came to the Internet to be whack. You're whack for this. But why am I not surprised? It's some black man coming after a black man. You know what, Stephanie? Who don't get your pressure up, child? Don't get your pressure up, child. That's how I feel. That is literally how I feel. Um, another thing that came up on the timeline Oh, rest in peace, Irene Kara, is that the two people who met via text by mistake, so um, they are going on seven years strong of spending Halloween, uh, Thanksgiving together, and also they're going into business together. The fact that this relationship continued after a wrong number and they still, um, still meet up, and also that we are still very much into this story. Um, it's a lot. It really is. It's like, it's so, but it's so beautiful. It's not a lot. It's beautiful to watch. Okay. Something else that came up on the timeline is that a young man, um, actually, actually, um, a woman had put on TikTok, shout out to TikTok, the place where Lord have mercy conversations are had, where she had put her phone on the table and she basically was letting us listen to the the conversation she was having with her date. Her date who was trying to literally talk himself into her panties because he paid for dinner. Now, um, he tried to say that she was somehow um, gaslighting him when, if you watch the video on TikTok, she flat out said to him, okay, how much do I owe for my part? And she, she said, no, no, I got you, I got you. And then said, so, you know, you know, we're we going back to your room. She was like, no. And then he tried to say that she tried to lead him on and get a free meal. Sir, how is that possible when she flat out offered to purchase to go Dutch with you? I tell you, the mind games that some men will do on women is just crazy to me. Um, next thing. <clears throat> they have unveiled a it's saying statue, but it looks more like a um, exhibit for Sean Taylor of the um, Washington Commanders. They, it was HTTR before that. <laughs> um, before that. So they unveiled this and it's not a statue statue. It really is an exhibit, but it looks like the skeleton of iRobot. And so people definitely have a problem with that. One of them um, 
said, Sean Taylor is one of the most polarizing athletes to ever grace an NFL field, let alone wear the burgundy and gold. This is what the team unveiled today in his honor, a jersey on a mannequin with wire arms and soccer cleats. This is absolutely disgusting. Um, so on one hand, yeah, Sean Taylor's a big deal. So I get that. However, you know, it's kind of like I said this. Was he the most, he said most polarizing. I thought he had a great standing, but polarizing, y'all can let me know. Because I'm just like, I didn't realize he was polarizing. That's interesting to say. Um, however, this person who um, has the blue check, I didn't dig dig, dig too deep into his, uh, Sean Taylor's history and his game. But several videos have come up and it shows him um, wearing soccer cleats during warm-ups he may have ended up playing him in the game i'm sorry wearing him in the game but he also wore soccer cleats because i looked at him like those look familiar and he and you know who else said no this is fine with the soccer cleats his very own daughter so the fact that people are literally trying to act like his daughter doesn't know him better than y'all do is laughable here's my however comma however comma i could see y'all having an issue with this being um, the debut when literally in RG3's first season, they erected a bronze statue of him. First season, rookie season. I don't know what happened to that statue, by the way. I hope they tore it down uh, <laughs> because I have an issue with RG3. Just feel like that might not be what you want to do. You know, Um. so there's that. So, the last thing that I want to bring up that I saw across the timeline, across the timeline, maybe I should have a jingle for this, maybe, I don't know, is a man talking about um, basically trying to go uh, big up for uh, crack. <clears throat> Start here. Crack gets a bad rap, probably one of the most thick... He meant stigmatized. He wrote sigmatized, maligned, and misunderstood yet miraculous medicines in the world. 99.9% .9 of people in the world have probably never even tried it. As my first tweet back, I don't know where he went, we'll, we'll do a thread that will run perpetual and random additions. To open, I will tell you now that crack has saved my life many times. <laughs> crack saved my life I have TBI, PTSD, lots of traumas including childhood sexual abuse um, physical abuse etc so it's typical depression is, is a serious issue for me deep depressions, dark shit, dark shit suicidal with attempts in the past so you know get some crack if you're depressed apparently is what he's telling us it has been studying for treatment of major depressive disorder but since pharma couldn't find a way to capitalize on it they stopped looking though they will admit in the most powerful trip triple re-up reuptake inhibitor known to man ketamine is used instead of instead weaker but similar now crack by itself can do this miracle for you but it's very short acting it's only one component of the process though the other being ethanol with both present in the bloodstream your liver transmutes transmutes the two into coca ethylene and water the coca ethylene is the miracle coca ethylene is an is incredible because it drastically extends the duration of the crack <laughs> on your neurotransmitters. You know the stereotypes of crack, and if you've used it, 
Okay, you just said 99.9% .9 of people don't use it. Okay. If you've used it, you know you're hitting that shit every 8 to 12 minutes to keep the reaction going. This is different. And he has a, snap, a snapshot of cocoethylene. Is the ethyl ester, ester of benzo, benzoylic ganine. I hope I'm smiling. I'm told I'm pronouncing that correctly. It is structurally similar to cocaine, which is the methyl ester of benzoyl. Okay. Crack is, oh, what? I mean, coethylene is the ethyl ester, ester of benzoyl, benzoyl ecoganine. It is structurally similar to cocaine. So cocaine is the methyl ester. Okay, girl. Cocoethylene is formed by the... Formed by the liver, where when cocaine and ethanol coexist in the blood. In 1885, cocaethylene was first synthesized, and in 1979, this is the funniest thing I've ever seen. I swear to beans. I cannot believe you said if you've used it, you just said 99.9% of people don't use it. I don't understand. I don't understand why you would do this. Huh. <clears throat> In 1979, cocaethylene side effects were discovered. Huh. You can use powder form of cocaine and get similar results. True. Okay. I emphasize uh, crack. Homemade. Okay. Home of the many adulterants that are in powder cocaine. Are in Yeah. Cooking it into crack with your hands is the only way to be ensure you're dealing with pure cocaine. I'm going to continue. Lost the cover, but if you see the QTs and replies, you see what I mean in the first of the threat. This is a personal anecdote, and the only endorsement I would make of crack is for doctors slash researchers to reevaluate and reopen the studies to trials. Many people have mentioned how powerful and addictive it can be. This is true. In certain scenarios, of course. I'm an addict. My first love is opiates. Original yellow football Norco's tens. Yet I can imagine to use crack in small amounts for short durations. How is this possible? Crack and cocaine in general isn't technically physically addictive. Unlike opiates, meth, nicotine, alcohol, sugar, etc., etc., etc. Okay, girl. Alcohol, especially which I used to struggle with, can literally kill you if you stop. Almost did kill me. Had to get professional help in meds. Oh, but crack. If you go on a month plus crack binge and suddenly stop, do you know what happens? You'll be sad and tired, low energy for a few days. You may seek more for an energy boost, but you aren't going to go through a serious, potentially year long physical symptoms like SSI, SSRI or Suboxone. Okay. I mentioned Suboxone because that's the medical establishment's answer to opiate abuse. I use crack to get through the first heart. <laughs> I use Crack to get through the, that first hard week or two of opiate withdrawal, which anyone who has cold turkey opiates knows very well. Barely notice the symptoms, got get plenty of sleep easy. Already seeing people calling this bait or a joke slash parody or I'm just breaking balls, I'm a fed, etc. I've been here off and on for many years, used to have big micro niche famous accounts. Many here know me for real, not just as the green jacket. What the hell does that mean? Ask him if he can, ask them if they, if you care that much. So anyways, okay, I'm going to stop. Um, cause he did a very long thread. So here's the, here's, here's where I'm going to tell you, you, this very long crack thread, um, is literally the whitest shit I've ever seen. This only a white man could actually get on here and say, I smoke crack. Cause he said uses, he didn't say, um, past tense. The fact that you can actually put this out and I think about the fact that it's very funny to say crack does like it's 
not that bad. Crack is fine when crack was crack has been criminalized against black and brown communities, most notably lower income socioeconomic status. Um, for you to just go, oh, y'all can just use it as, yeah, as a black person, I can't see this. As a black person, we can't make friends like this without people going, girl, what the hell? Why are you telling us you smoke crack? Because, girl, what? But the fact that he's like, I am a crack advocate, and it's like, like when you cook it, this happens, but then right before that said, only 99.9% of people have never tried crack. So what are you talking about? Are you talking to the 0.01% of people? I'm sorry, I'm sorry, point the point one percent of people who have tried crack i mean have you talked to them i don't know have you talked to them have you said hey y'all what do y'all think about this <sighs> girl i cannot do this right now uh, yeah so when you, i say only a black only a white person can say like get away with this and the people go girl okay that's what we mean right yeah um yeah that really just tastes out. he literally put up a thread talking about yeah so let me tell you how like the benefits of crack okay mm. so the last thing i wanted to talk about because i'm like see i'm like rodney i'm running my mouth run my mouth shout out to rodney the voice um last thing this is high key because this is all i wanted to talk about is a woman who wrote an open letter about Thanksgiving. After Thanksgiving, um, you know, or during Thanksgiving, or some people do not, so let me, let me, let me rewind. Some people don't know how to cook. Oh, excuse me. Some people do not know how to roast a turkey, fry a turkey, however you want to prefer it. Some people do not have places, they don't have family and friends to go to. They don't have Big Mama's house. So, some people cater they're Thanksgiving. Some people actually go out and have dinner at a restaurant. I think both of these are fine. I wholeheartedly stand. Okay. So, nice young lady decided to write a um, medium piece titled An Open Letter to Soul Food Restaurants in LA Ahead of Christmas. Yes, she is, before you ask. After a major Thanksgiving fail, I thought I'd offer a quick note of advice to the owners of soul food restaurants in the Los Angeles area and hopes they can pull it together before Christmas. I'll start with the positive first. Your food is good. In fact, it's too good. Oftentimes it reminds me of my grandparents cooking. Okay, now on to the negative. Y'all missing out on a whole lot of money. To begin, it's 2022. Things just aren't the way they used to be. For many of us, there's no more going to Big Mama's house for the annual holiday dinners. Big Mama is dead and the house has been sold. Add to that, you know, grandmas these days are younger and younger and somehow between the greatest generation boomers and unfortunately greatest generation. OK, boomers and unfortunately generation X recipes and cooking skills were not passed down the way they used to be. The sad truth is that today's soul food restaurants in, in Los Angeles operate in a city full of people who've never learned how to cook, but still want to eat particular food on significant holidays like Thanksgiving and Christmas. So tell me something. Why are you closed? Stephanie, keep reading. Stephanie, keep reading. Why is it I can find every Chinese sushi and Mexican restaurant on the apps open except for the soul food restaurants? These holidays are your big moments to sign. Y'all are always talking about support your business while I'm trying to, but y'all ain't open when I most need you. It should be clear by now that Americans are lazy and we value convenience. (laughs) 
Okay. We want to pull out our phones, open that app, and place our order. Do you know what else we want? We want catering size options on the side dishes. Yes, we do. You know, it's the holidays. If you insist on being closed, you have an obligation to offer catering size dishes, catering size side dishes to your customers on the mobile apps, not just at your brick and mortar. Yes, family size side dishes on the apps. What a concept, but I tell you, I do it and the mountain will come to Muhammad. Those candy, yams, greens, macaroni and cheese and dressing single size orders. Don't cut it during the holidays when you want to feed a bunch of people at once. You are missing out on your money by not offering larger sizes of your food. Especially during the holidays. Between people being too lazy to cook or just not knowing how to cook. And we have a lot of those people in L.A. Soul food restaurants in Los Angeles need to step their game Step up their game and stop missing out on their money. Your customers will appreciate it and will show their appreciation by supporting your small business. If not, then the Chinese sushi, Mexican, and Italian restaurants on the apps that understood the assignment will reap the benefits. I'd rather have candy, yams, and greens on the holiday, but I can do enchiladas as well. Say with love and mad respect. Okay, so this young lady is says she is a Gen X award winning journalist on air contributor who has common sense and was raised right. I write and talk about politics, race and social issues. So let me just tell you right now, you are not raised right. Ma'am, if you were raised right, you would be able to fix a meal. I shouldn't be like not I shouldn't be cooking, shaming anyone because if I couldn't cook, um, I would probably order my own food. If I didn't have a place to go, I didn't have family to go to, could not cook my own self, I probably would like order my own meal. So there's a lot in this three, it says three minute read. <sighs> she most notably is. Um, so the first thing that took me out <clears throat> is that she'll start with the positive. Y'all have good food. That's the only, that's the positive she shared. Until she launched into um, this diatribe. First thing that got me was that um, you're only saying they're missing out on money because you is something that you would want to do or consume, namely the food of the soul food restaurants you like. So the other thing was that uh, some of us don't have a big mama's house to go to. Uh, the other is that grandmothers are younger and younger and some where um, like it, recipes weren't passed down. You know what's so funny is that there are apps. One of them is All Recipes. That's an app. Mm-hmm. Uh, Tasty has an app mm-hmm. where they actually have recipes on how to cook shit. So if you're like, I don't know how to cook something, you know you could Google shit, bitch. There's several recipes that I've Googled and I use. One of them is a a roasted Brussels sprout recipe. Another is quiche Lorraine. Um, my mother makes a my mother makes quiche. I didn't realize there's different quiches when she did it, like maybe 15, 20, yeah, like 15, 20 years ago. Um, it's quiche Lorraine. That's the one I know know still to be like. That is the quiche that has Swiss cheese and bacon in it. That's Keish Lorraine. Um, 
there are different pie recipes. There is a, um, there's cakes. There's different sides you, and uh, main dishes that you could literally get a recipe for and do it your damn self. So the fact is like, we, the grandmothers are no, are younger. Um, so I'm in my forties. I know a few people who are, um, grandmothers in their forties. They know how to cook. You raggedy heifer. Okay. Raggedy. You're being raggedy. So next thing, um, so she's like, y'all are in LA where people didn't learn how to cook. That's not my issue. Let me just say, as someone who knows how to cook, I still like going out to eat. Sometimes I don't feel like cooking. Me not feeling like cooking and me not being able to cook are two different things. And it sounds like this woman burns water. That's a stint. That's not their fault. Um, you literally, like, I want soul food on Thanksgiving, but the soul food restaurants that I, I guess that you want to go to aren't open. You know, there's this other thing where places advertise their catering. Most notably, I know someone. Rashani from the single simulcast has um, has a catering business. He flat out advertises catering your Thanksgiving. Baby, you're being lazy. There's so many people, and this is a black-owned business. You could have literally, if you had Googled this shit and looked for caterers, you could have found someone. You just didn't want to. This is what happens. And mind you, you say you're a Gen, she's a Gen X writer. So I'm trying to figure out, is she saying the greatest generation? Boomers and unfortunately Gen X. I have a feeling she is, I don't know what's between boomers and generation X. I'm not exactly sure. But the fact that she's like, Y'all should be open to serve me because I don't have no family. I don't know how to cook. I don't know how to Google. I don't know how to burn. I don't know how to boil water. I don't know how to literally read. Y'all should be open because, oh my God, why would you leave me by myself to figure shit out? I think the other thing that I have was that. Okay, not a problem. Um. Is that she said, why is that close? I think the other thing that I got was that she said, why can't I find Chinese sushi in Mexican restaurants? Probably because some of these people culturally, Thanksgiving is not a holiday for them. Thanksgiving, um, Christmas might be. Thanksgiving is not really a truly an American holiday. Um, hence why there's always the jokes like, oh, like, or are you going to do, I'm going to have Chinese food on Thanksgiving because they would be opening. Again, this is a very Americanized holiday. Everybody don't do that, right? Everybody doesn't do it. Okay. Um, so that's why, but yeah, you writing this whole three thing to rally against black people who are literally, oh, by the way, it's a holiday. Usually most people who work, they take like holidays, they relish holidays, especially when they're in the customer service business, when they can just be closed. The reason why these places are probably closed more than likely is because they want to spend holidays with their family to not sit in a daggone hot on hot kitchen wait until you grace them with your presence because you don't know how to go to your a friend's house have your own friend's thanksgiving can't read can't google can't burn water can't boil water can't literally make your own self a grilled cheese sandwich do not know how to google and look up caterers you want them to sit in a restaurant because you are lazy and ill-equipped 
Oh, I'm sorry. Bratty and self-entitled were the words I was looking for. This is so ridiculous. People at people who work in restaurants or any part of the customer service uh, or public service or service of others. Yeah, they are people. They are not robots. Girl, if you do not go get you some really, really nice, good food. If you do not have a family or friend, you can't crash somebody's Thanksgiving. You don't know how to boil water. You cannot look up and Google recipes. Girl, leave those people alone. And the thing about it that bothers me is that it's anti-black as fuck to listen to. Because you're only saying that to other black people. Y'all want me to support y'all business. I can't because you open. Bitch, I'm open 363 days a year. I'm taking off Thanksgiving and Christmas. 365, 363. I know how to do the math. Unlike that dude who did a screenshot of that receipt that showed that he was his charge went through. Or you could have literally found a caterer. So the thing about it is, I guess buried in her sarcasm and self-righteous, condescending, passive-aggressive writing, she had a point. This is like, especially holidays, because people do, like, don't cook. You would clean up. That's why some restaurants are actually open on Thanksgiving and offer a Thanksgiving meal. Girl, find you that place and leave people alone. Let people enjoy their holiday. It's just, that was just wiggity whack. It's wiggity whack for you. Wiggity wiggity. Wiggity wiggity whack to do so. I said I wasn't going to be here long. And here it is. Almost an hour. You know what, y'all? But yeah, that's all I saw on the timeline. That really did bother me. Because I'm just like... People, uh, people who work in restaurants have families too. They deserve to be at home with their loved ones. I'm sorry, you do not know how to use your phone. That you, you used a computer or maybe the app, the medium app, to type this shit out. And you should have literally used that same phone that you typed your um, your thinkity think piece, your manifesto, as it is, um, either your phone or your computer, and typed out different places, different caterers. Caterers do this shit. Restaurants that are probably small and just do same-day dining are like, no, I'm going to take this time to spend time with my family. As someone who is missing a part of her family this year, when you start to lose people, you're like, I want to take every opportunity I can to spend time with the people that are still here. It did, probably didn't even occur to this asshat that maybe the people that have their soul food restaurants closed are doing just that. It's anti-black for you to do this. Girl, you do, y'all do not make these thinky think pieces when Ruth Chris is not open and not giving you some of the bomb cream spinach because that cream spinach is delicious. Um, yeah. I think that's the show. Guys, thank you for listening. Thank you for listening to this Solo Dello episode. <laughs> solo Dello, I love saying it. Um, thank you so much for listening. Uh, yeah, I think that's going to be the show. I will be back next week. I don't think I'll be Solo Dello, um, but I will be back next week. Thank you so much for listening. If you feel so inclined, um, learn how to Google recipes. Learn how to boil water. Also, while you're at it and you're Googling recipes, please go to buy me. Th- coffee.com backslash mocha menace and buy me a coffee all right guys well i will be back next week bye the issue is with me to clarify we've made it so accessible and so okay for everyone to have the opportunity to be a, a woman that we can't even define it now so again like 
me pointing out, well, as a woman, I'm super proud of my children and my family and the things, the sacrifices that I've made for them, both with my body and my time. I'm super proud of that. And that's what um, the part of being a woman is to me. But I'm not allowed to be, um, I'm not allowed to celebrate that. So there are a few things I want to say about this video. Let's exclude trans women for a second. Let's just talk about cisgender women. Even if it's just us, there is no solid definition of womanhood. Because not every cisgender woman sees womanhood as the same. Now moving forward in relation to you being proud of you having kids and having a family and things like that. That's a good thing for you because it's something that you wanted. And it's something that you were able to bring to fruition. And you can be happy about that. I am happy for anybody who's been able to find a partner that works well for them and they've been able to create a family together. Nobody's taking that away from you but you. You're acting like you cannot be happy for yourself simply because trans women exist leads me back to feeling as if you feel as if your womanhood is threatened because trans women are in the same space as you. And if we're really being honest, trans women aren't in the same space as you. You are a white cisgender woman. And I know some of y'all are going to be thinking, why are you bringing race into this? Cisgender black women aren't even in the same space as you. But the fact that trans women merely exist is threatening to you, in my opinion. I also want to include you decided to make those sacrifices that you spoke of. I'm going to go off the assumption that you decided that you wanted to have each one of those kids, that they could have been pre-planned or that it was just something simply that you wanted. Nobody made you do that. Nobody made you sacrifice your body, hoping it's something you weren't forced to do. That's a decision you chose to make. That has nothing to do with the rest of us. It sure as hell don't got shit to do with trans women. It's clear that your definition of womanhood includes being a wife and being a mom. And that's great. I love that for you. But there is nobody else that can diminish that but you. The fact that you said, I'm not allowed. You're acting as if you face consequences for being proud of being a mom. You want me to be very honest? And it's going to get dark. Your biggest fear is your womanhood being diminished feeling like you can't boldly state how proud you are and how happy you are to be a mom. Trans women's fear is being murdered. That's not even just a fear, it's a reality. While you are under this false impression that people are trying to stop you from being proud of being a mother, trans women are trying to live and stay safe. Can I be honest with you? A trans woman is the least of your worries. Your biggest threat are the women like you. Cishet white women. Y'all are your own downfalls if we want to be real.